Mate, did we watch a bunch of things this year? Yeah, we did. How you doing, Billy? <laughs> not too bad. How you doing? Is that it? We're not saying hello to the dear listeners? That was my intro. <laughs> you know, end of the year, I'm out of, I'm run out of puff. You're getting lazier I'm, and lazier, my friend. I'm done. <laughs> lazier and lazier. I've just been in the tip. Really? Yeah. This early? What were you doing at the tip? Dumping the Christmas tree. <laughs> Christmas is over. Mere dates. You Grinch. Yeah. It was kind of starting to, it was starting to, it was pretty brown. Yeah. Yeah. We hadn't, I mean, it's been hot for those who oh, don't live really in freaking hot. the part of the world where we live in. It's been hot. Yeah. No white Christmas here. No. no. And the, the tree was given up the ghost. Yeah. I feel it was a mercy killing. <laughs> I mean, of course, it's already dead. But. <laughs> but you were up early anyway watching the sports ball, yeah? Sure was. But your team won, right? Yeah, we did. That's exciting. Smashed them. <laughs> I also was up early because my baby wouldn't sleep. But it's all right because I played some Donkey Kong. So nice. good morning. <laughs> the, the guy next to me at the dumping stuff at the, the tip, they had a whole a whole trays worth, a whole ute trays worth of stuff to just shove into the pile. <laughs> he and his wife were... Well, they were rough as guts. <laughs> and they get back into back into the ute, um, a, a truck. If you're from the United States, <laughs> yes. Uh, he gets he gets back in, shuts the door. He's like, well, "That's Christmas done." <laughs> I, was like, I like this guy. Sounds like your spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. He was my bogan spirit animal. <laughs> I loved it. And I, I was just in my head, I was just like, I bet that's every present they got. <laughs> they were just like, this is rubbish. <laughs> uh, good times. Well, Merry Christmas to you and a Happy New Year, my friend. Yes. The end of another year, which means we watched a lot of things this year. 73. Did we watch, se- did you watch 73? Films? I watched 73 2018 films. There you go. I think you probably beat me then. I think I probably only watched around 65. But do you know what your top five are? Didn't see them all. No, didn't see. There's a lot I didn't see that I want to see. When I Googled, you know, best films of 2018 to make my list, I was like, well, shit, didn't see half of these. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't get round to First Reformed, which was, I mean, if it wasn't the best reviewed film of the year, it was certainly close to. Yeah. People going nuts about Ethan Hawke in that movie. Didn't see it. There's also a bunch of stuff that hasn't come out in Australia yet. That's true. Now, I think we need to clarify once again, we said this last year, we are going on Australian release dates, people. Yes. These are things that we saw. Yes. Or so got if- the chance to see in 2018. So, I don't know whether you have anything from- January on your list, but there's every chance that we have Oscar winners from last year in our list. Yeah, because- I just need to make that clear. There are movies that came out in December in their country of origin that we got in January, for instance. Or that we got in April, in the case of some films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we don't get- um. Do you know that If Beale Street Could Talk isn't meant to come out here till March? Yeah, that's bullshit. What's that? <laughs> what is that? And they wonder why people pirate. Because <laughs> they're criminals. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, but so I can't remember whether we actually had an order to these last year. No, like, we didn't. So do you not this year either? You I just d- got no. a random five? Mine aren't ordered. They're just- Same here. I just got five movies. All right. Why don't you kick us off then, my friend? Happy to. I'm going to go back to January 1st. Okay. On January 1st, 2018, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri was released. Also on my list. And I thought it was pretty fantastic. Yeah, I think it's a great movie. I think it is definitely one of the top five of the year, yeah. you might say. I, I get people's criticism about feeling sorry for Sam Rockwell's character, but I was always like, 
I don't feel sorry for him, and I actually don't think we're meant to. No, I don't think we're supposed to either. I don't think he becomes a hero, which is what some people said, that he has an arc that kind of turns this racist character into a hero. I don't think that's what happens. Anyone that listened to our review of that back basically a year ago knows that we were both totally into it. Yeah. Yep. Well, there you go. That's that's one from both of us. Cool. So, I guess we're back to you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I like how this is going. Um, Ah, next on my list- is a movie that I watched again just recently. I was just like channel flicking and it was like 30 seconds into it. Lady Bird. Yes. Not on my list, but it is in my honourable mentions. I really loved that movie. I think my opinion of it went up Yeah, after a second viewing. That's the film I was talking about that we didn't get until April. <laughs> was that April? It was April when that's we finally got Lady Bird. Yes. Ridiculous. Um, oh, fantastic movie. Yeah. I think Saoirse Ronan's best performance. I, did, I loved the writing and direction as well. Like, we did an episode on that, didn't we? we did. And I think we were both saying that what we loved about it is even though it is about a teenage girl and it, it, kind of anybody can relate to it, it's just such a relatable film. Uh, one on my list, Tully. Yes. I remember that was a spoiler alert. You'd said not too long ago that that was so far at that point your film of the year. So I was like, well, that's going to be in there. Yeah. I don't know if it would still be what I would say is my number one, but I do think that it is- up there with my favourites of the year. I haven't revisited it because having a new baby, I feel like I can't. I've got PTSD. But it is <laughs> it is such a good movie. Yeah. And, and you know the Tyler Durden of it all now. <laughs> yeah. Where did this sit for you? It was it was never re- like I I liked Tully. Yeah. It it wasn't really in the hunt for top five for me. Okay. But I did as as you know from our episode on it, I did enjoy that film. Yeah. Next for me, I've got another of kind of last season's um, Oscar-y type films, uh, Phantom Thread. Uh, Yes, I remember you telling me that you very much liked this. Paul Thomas Anderson's most recent film, which I think is just bloody masterful. I still have not seen it. It's it's about a a couple gone wrong. Is that right? Oh, it's the the relationship is it's it's yeah, it's no good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. I don't want to. I don't want to have spoilers because at the end of this, we are going to do our top five for 2008 as well. There's a movie from 2008 that I hate about a couple gone wrong. I don't know if have you had a chance to watch Revolutionary Road yet? So I because you told me you were going I to was watch, it, watch hoping it. it would make it in your top five just I to piss me off. Didn't get round to watching it because I was really hoping I would watch it and love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't like couple gone wrong movies, uh, or maybe it's just that one because it's so bleak. So, okay, would you recommend that I see that movie? I'm not sure. Yeah? I'm not sure. Okay. Just, yeah, if if Twisted Couples are not your thing, yep. then then Phantom Thread's not your thing. I like it in song form. Are you a fan of the Mountain Goats? Yeah, yeah. Have you listened to the concept album Tallahassee about the couple that moved to a, a house in Tallahassee and basically just disintegrate? No. Great album. You should listen to it. I think it would be right up your alley. Yeah. So here we go. So we're well, what three deep each, or you're three, I'm two, and so far they are all films from technically last They're season. Old films so far. Let's have this discussion now. 2018, as Hollywood sees it, not a great year for film. Would you agree? No, actually, I think I remember we said this after coming out of blockbuster season. Yeah. When we kind of had crap film fatigue, we were like, oh, I'm over 2018 as far as film goes. 
the last few months, I've really been enjoying myself. Okay. All right. And do you think it's going to continue? Like, obviously, we are now no longer in 2018, but technically still 2018 movies we're seeing. Are you expecting it to keep getting better and better? I don't know about better and better because um, I've kind of ticked off most of the things that I was like, hopefully that is as good as people are saying it is. Yeah. But yeah, I think 20, 20, for me, 2018 has been redeemed. Okay, but still, three out of your five movies so far are 2017. But Next. that was the, that was the same for doing 2017's movies. That's true. So it's just because we get movies so late. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up for me, I am going to a 2018 movie. Black Klansman loved this movie. I loved everything about it. The way it blended the comedy and the drama. The acting was stellar. Th- that gut punch of an ending. I don't think there's been a better ending this year. I'm assuming it's not on your list, given you haven't said anything? It's not on my list. Um, that was another film that I really liked, yep. um, but not not on the top five. Do you reckon Sp- Spike Lee does not have an Oscar nomination to his name for directing? No, he doesn't, which is weird. Yeah. Do you reckon, do you reckon he's going to break his duck? I'm not sure if this is one that- I think we spoke about this at the time. I think the Academy might have forgotten about this, and I also think- I would love him to get a nomination. I don't think he will win. Um, but that being said, I don't really know who I'd like to win. So, I mean, who are you hoping will win, director? Do you want that to feed into my next pick? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go to your next pick. But the person I am backing for best director is Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. Which is your next pick. Yes, indeed. I've so been wanting to see this. A good friend of mine told me that it was his pick of the year. He said it was this year's The Florida Project. And mm. I- Desperately have been wanting to watch it, but didn't get a chance before this record. Roma is a filmmaking marvel. I'm so happy that my local cinema got it for a week and that I got to see it on the big screen. Yeah. Um, the whole film is just a disgusting display of talent from Curon. Like, he he normally works- Like, Emmanuel Lebeski, who might be the best cinematographer on the planet, is who he normally works with. He was unavailable, so he's like, no worries, I'll just shoot it myself. And it's stunning. Is I this- was like, fuck you, Curon. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we don't order these, would this be your pick of the year for film? Um, maybe not, but- Yeah? I've been really happy that I haven't had to figure that out <laughs> because I just don't know how I would do it. But if you're, if you're like me and you're a sucker for film craft, yeah. Roma is amazing. Now- and at the centre of it, you've got this performance from someone who is not an actor- and she just like she has to carry the film. Yeah. And she's incredible. Now this being a Netflix film, what do you think its odds are at the Oscars? I mean, obviously last year was our first Netflix nominated film in Mudbound, which got a few nominations, but from memory didn't really get any wins. No, I don't I don't think anyone was at all shocked by that either. No, because I I'm mean not also sure I just don't think that Mudbound was I mean, I liked Mudbound, but I don't yeah. think it was good enough. I just don't know if the Academy feels ready well, this is gonna to be, give an award to a Netflix film. This is going to be telling because Roma is certainly worthy. So, yeah, we're, we're going to find out. Interesting. Yeah, I really, really, really need to check it out. Next up on my list, going back to 2017, and I'm sure this isn't going to be on yours, Shape of Water. Not on mine. Another film that I watched for a second time recently. Yeah. Did your opinion stay the same, up, down? It might have- it wouldn't have changed number that I rated it, but it might have just nudged up a little bit. Right. I just think the visual language of this film is is so strong. Absolutely. Like, I know that a lot of people have picked apart the story, picked apart this and that. I just think 
to sit there and look at a screen, this is an experience for me like 2001 Space Odyssey where just seeing the the colours and the way it's put together is so bloody good. And it's so rewatchable to me. It's so accessible and it's just an easy watch and an enjoyable watch. So it's in my top five. Are we up to your final pick? We are indeed. And spoiler alert for our next episode because just saw The Favourite and it's bloody great. Ah, yes. Didn't crack my top five. But I also very, very much liked it. Very much. Of, of the of the Yorgos Lanthimos films that I've seen, it's the most accessible and also the best. Now, like, you- I, I'm, I'm totally in love with the first half of The Lobster. I was just about to ask about The Lobster. Because we both didn't love Killing of a Sacred Deer. Both, well, I liked it. Yeah, we both liked it. Yeah. But and, and you liked Lobster more than that, didn't you? Yeah, I would have Lobster above Sacred Deer and especially- the first half of it I love, but the favourite for me is his best work that I've seen and three of the best performances of the year. I absolutely agree with that, and I would love to see at least two of them get nominations, and I would love for Yogos to be nominated for director. All right. Is, is this my final piece? This is it for you, mate. Ooh. Make it a good one. All Pacific right. Rim <laughs> Uprising. <laughs> This actually was was a pretty tough list for me to make. And, you know, I I have quite a few honourable mentions. Do you have any? Oh, I've got- Yeah, I've got a bunch. Yeah. But I think in the final pick, I went with Quiet Place. I think it was a really, really, really well put together film. And again, as I was saying about Shape of Water, it's easy to pick it apart. But in terms of film craft, I don't think we've had a better single scene this year than Emily Blunt silently giving birth in the bathtub. I just think it's such a well-made film. I listened to an interview just during this week, actually, with John Krasinski about um, A Quiet Place, and oh, don't don't you want to be friends with those two? Oh, <laughs> don't you just? <laughs> They'd have a good wine collection. Oh, <laughs> just a disgustingly agreeable couple, aren't they? Oh, John Krasinski is so, so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> the things I would do for John Krasinski. <laughs> yeah, so A Quiet Place, I remember- I remember you loving it, me liking it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that film. I'm not I'm not as big on it as like yeah, I liked I liked it. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the announcement that there's gonna be a sequel? Ugh. Yeah. I'm I I can only hope that it's maybe different people in, in the same universe, but we've seen the story, so I don't know what they're gonna do. Maybe it could be about the monsters. That'd be interesting. From the monster's perspective, like the alternate Fifty Shades books, mm. you know about those? No. <laughs> yeah. She's rewritten the same books from Christian Grey's perspective. I thought you were going to say from the perspective of a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we could get that. <laughs> there's money to be made there. So, there's a bunch of good movies. Yes. Uh, what, what's on your honourable mentions list? Well, they didn't make it, so I don't know that- Really? They deserve to be talked about. Come on. Really? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're doing a top five, not a top ten, and they didn't make it. Really? I'm happy to hear yours, yours though. No, well, I don't want to if you're not going to say yours. All right. Ladybird, Annihilation, Hereditary, Suspiria, The Favourite, and Won't You Be My Neighbour. Good stuff. But you'll, you'll just cut that because you- No. You, well, well, you I'll leave that. But you're not going to mention yours. No, because they weren't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to, but they didn't make it. Wow. That is harsh, my friend. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll tell you. I'll tell you some. 
Suspiria for me was also in the yeah under. And I must say, I actually found the five really easy. Really, I when, found the five really hard. When I had a list of say ten ish films, I was actually really clear on those are those are my favorite five. Yeah. Okay. Um, Leave No Trace was in the running for me. Can You Ever Forgive Me? First Man. Uh, uh, yeah, I did really like First Man. The Tale, which I just watched like two days ago. You wouldn't you wouldn't care for The Tale. Really? It, it's, it's about good. a twisted couple. <laughs> um, it's got both Laura Dern and Elizabeth Debicki. So there's tall women. <laughs> you would freak. <laughs> you would freak. <laughs> Why do you do this to me, man? Why, why do you make people think that I hate things I don't? I love tall women. All about tall women. <laughs> well, then you should watch The Tale. Also, because The Tale's really good. Yeah. I don't like Laura Dern, though, and it's not because she's tall. I, I just- know what I heard. <laughs> I loved, love her in Jurassic Park. I, f- I found her hard to watch since. Okay. Uh, well, um, yeah, I know, because of the low angle of the camera, right? <laughs> uh, she was great in um, Big Little Lies. Fantastic, yeah. Yeah. I mean, great show. Every, everything about Big Little Lies is fantastic. Even Nicole Kidman, who often isn't great these days. That's not the true story. <laughs> I know. And I'll stab <laughs> you. I just know you're a fan and I like to piss you off. I actually really like Nicole. <laughs> uh, Destroyer, there's another movie that we didn't get this year. I haven't even heard of this. Kidman's meant to be pretty awesome in it. Right. And it's got Oscar Isaac, who I've- I love Oscar. Well, I've got a crush on. Maybe it'll make our top five next year. Who knows? <laughs> Or maybe in 10 years, because as is tradition on the show- Tradition. <laughs> this was a great idea that you had last year where you said, you know what, you, you read something? This guy got asked um, what their favourite film of the year was, and he was like, I have no idea, and I won't know for like 10 years, because I feel like judging these things this close to it is pointless, because then we always, not always, but often, change our mind, so- we're doing a 10-year revision top five as well. Yes, we are. Our top five of 2008. And I am going to take a guess now. I reckon we'll only have one crossover. Let me see. What we only I- had one crossover last year. Because I'm going to make a confession. You remember that last year, 2007, nearly every film on your top five I hadn't seen. Had you and- seen any of them? <laughs> I think Well, I think we had one crossover, which was maybe Gone, gone Baby Gone. Gone Baby Gone. You and haven't everyone- seen any other ones. <laughs> and from you all. were like, you need to watch that. And they were all very big movies that I should have seen. I have a confession to make. I think 2008 was even worse for me. I, I didn't see a lot that year. Right. Big things like Hurt Locker, for example. Haven't seen it. Now, Hurt Locker brings up- We had this discussion. <laughs> so, for this th- list thingy, we were like, okay, so do we stick to the same thing as when it came out in Australia, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, you know what? Let's just make this easy on ourselves and go off the year on IMDb. Yeah. Now, for The Hurt Locker, which really is a 2009 film, but was seen at the Odd Film Festival in 2008, it is listed as 2008 and as such is eligible. Yes. So, with people like, that won the Oscar in 2010, you guys are dumb. <laughs> we know. But I, I doesn't matter because I haven't seen it. Matter it's not really. on my list. <laughs> All right. Well, you you kicked us off for for 2018. I'll kick us off for 2008. And I'm going to go with one which I think is probably on- This might be our one crossover. It might not be on your list. I'm going to- So, you reckon we've got one crossover, do you I reckon we've got one. I don't reckon we've got any. Okay. I'm going to say Dark Knight. We have one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is why I went with this one first, because I figured it's probably on your list as well. Yeah. Bloody good movie. I- I bloody love The Dark Knight. I actually do. I, I, know, I get slammed for this all the time. I prefer Batman Begins. But 
really love The Dark Knight. And it's kind of ruined a lot of other comic book movies for me because I'm like, guys, we this can be done really, really well. Up your game. <laughs> yeah. Because as far as I'm concerned, no one's come close since. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that I think we've even, had some great comic book movies. I'm a big fan of Kick-Ass. There's some that I really, really enjoy. Yep. Like, they're a lot of fun, but no one's made a film anywhere near as good. Yeah, in terms of the craft of film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. One go crossover. Go again, mate. All righty, then. Uh, this one will definitely not be on your list. I don't think I've seen it. Don't think you've seen it. Ponyo, which is a Studio Ghibli film. It's a kid's film, let's be honest. It's about a- magical fish that turns into a girl and falls in love with a boy on land and is that kind of typical story. I saw that. It had Ariel and- (laughs) (laughs) Didn't think it was 2008. (laughs) But it's such a beautifully animated film and, you know, it's typical of of Japanese films. They're just, you know, you brought up The Little Mermaid. It's nothing like The Little Mermaid because it's just so culturally different. And Sebastian's not there. Sebastian's not there. There's no Jamaican crab. <laughs> but it's it's a bloody, bloody good movie. It's one of my daughter's favourites, and I love watching it with her because it's one of those kids' movies that is actually a good movie. All right, well, I might as well get this out of the way because unless anyone hasn't picked yet, The Hurt Locker. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, fantastic movie. Did she win Best Director? Catherine Bigelow was- the first and so far only woman to win Best Director at the Oscars. Are you still the only woman? Yep. I think we actually. I think I think we did have that discussion in our Oscars episode because Greta Gerwig was nominated, and I think she was one of the first nominations since then. There still haven't been that many. Yeah. Nominations. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah. The Hurt Locker is is such a good movie. I remember hearing that year that there were other movies that studios considered to be their awards contender. Yeah that they were delaying the release date of because everyone was just like, get out of the way. <laughs> just move aside because The Hurt Locker's going to clean up. Wow. It's, oh, jeez, it's a good movie. Were you also a fan of Zero Dark Thirty? I think Zero Dark Thirty is even better. Right. I haven't seen that either. <laughs> okay. Even better. So, But what you're saying is I should I should get to The Hurt Locker. Yes. Okay. Back, back when, like, it was the first time that many of us were introduced to Jeremy Renner. Yeah, right. And um, old mate there, Mackie, is in there as well. Bloody Falcon. You got Hawkeye and Falcon. Ha! Before they were Hawkeye and Falcon. Stopping Bin Laden. (laughs) Nah, mate. (laughs) Wrong film. (laughs) All right. Next up on my list, um, I'm going to another kid's movie, and I'm going to Wally. Ah, yes. Yeah. I I just think it's a beautiful film. It's really nice. It was one of the first times that, like, a a kid's movie went, you know what? We don't need dialogue. We don't need to, to waste, you know- audio reel <laughs> and i think it was a really smart decision and it just really works for the narrative and i'm just a fan of this movie i remember so i watched this at the old the group house i used to live in yep. yeah it was like four twenty somethings <laughs> sitting around watching watching this movie i remember really being really really into the first half yeah like when he was just i dod- would agree with when that. he was just dawdling around i was like this is just magical when it kind of got into stuff actually happening i was less interested yeah no i i, I think that's totally fair criticism um, all right, time to upset Billy. It's been too long. Okay. One of my- not, Oh, I know where this is going. Not just- shit. This not just my sucks. Not just my favourite film of 2008, <laughs> but one of my favourite- If we did a top five of the century so far, this would be there. You're kidding. Not at all. Your top five of the last 18 years, this would be there. The Curious Case of Benjamin <laughs> Button yeah. would absolutely be there. Such a shit movie. <laughs> it is- 
I think it is a masterpiece. And it's this it's this weird outlier that Fincher nuts don't particularly like because it doesn't have it doesn't have, you know, the the standard nihilism and stuff that a lot of people kind of love about Fincher movies. They're like, what Fincher made a romance? That's something I kind of take issue with. I'm much more, and I've heard Fincher say this, and I completely agree with him, that he doesn't see it as a love story. He sees it as a death story. That's how I see the film as well. And the film, as you know, I'm a I'm a sucker for film craft. Yeah. The filmmaking in The Curious Case of Benjamin Button is astoundingly good. Um, I think Brad Pitt is just fucking brilliant in I it. Think, I think Brad Pitt can be really good. I've got no beef with his performance. I just remember really hating this movie. And then very, very un me at the end at the very end of the film when when he's a baby, like my heart breaks. Did you cry? I don't have tear ducts. <laughs> 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 um yeah, oh kills me. Kills me. You know, I I have only seen the movie once, and I remember hating it, but I will tell you what, it's been so long I've forgotten it. If you'd like to do it as a throwback- Do you know that- I will do that. This happened with our occasional colleague, my sister Beth. She was very much Team Billy on this film. Yeah. And then she watched it again, and I just got this random message from her one day going, oh my God, Benjamin Button's amazing. And I was like, ah, thank you. All right. Next up on my list, uh, my next two are comedies- which I know is rare to think a comedy is the best film of the year. Oh, I wonder if one of yours is one that almost made it for me. Really? Could be. I'm going with Tropic Thunder. I haven't seen Tropic Thunder. <gasps> it's such a good movie. It is, like, hands down hysterical. It is so, so funny. You have to watch it. I've seen the odd clip of Tom Cruise in it. Yeah, I mean, he he's funny, and, and he was a big draw for some reason just because people didn't know he was in it, and it was a very un-Tom Cruise role. So people were like, oh, my God, it's Tom Cruise. That's hysterical. He's not running away from anything. <laughs> but Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> I think he was nominated for this film. I think you're right. As he should have been, because he is so bloody good in this movie. As an Australian method acting <laughs> as an African-American. Yeah, that's right. Now, uh, like, when you say that- and, like, he's got makeup on. Oh, yeah, he's in blackface. Yeah. So, alarm bells get ringing. Alarm bells do ring. Like, yeah. is it okay? It is It is okay. I'm telling you. I mean, I'm- Says, I'm says asking a, says white, a white man. man. But I'm telling you that it was one of the best performances of that year. He is absolutely hysterical in the movie. Because I don't like Ben Stiller. I was just about to say, I hate Ben Stiller. I haven't liked Ben Stiller in just about anything other than something about Mary, which I know you don't like and you're wrong there because it's a great movie. But he's actually really good in it too. It's just a funny movie, man. It's like um, Galaxy Quest. Love Galaxy Quest. Okay. It's along the same lines of Galaxy Quest and it's absolutely hysterical. All right. Next for me is, yeah, last year I had my kind of the bastard child that's not particularly loved in, in Sunshine that I really liked. Yeah, yeah. My, my bastard child for this year is, well, for 2008, is Ridley Scott's Body of Lies. Right, I haven't seen it. With Russell Crowe and Leo DiCaprio, which I, cast. I really, really like. I think I've probably seen it three times. Like, I don't go back and back and back to it, but I'm just- I'm totally on board with that film. Okay. So, the general people aren't, though? I don't think it's massively disliked. 57 Metacritic. Yeah. Seven on IMDb. Yep. Not huge scores. No, but- 
Some movies just do it for you. Oh, definitely. Oh, I know that more than anyone. I'm the guy who loves John Carter. <laughs> and if someone's going to do it for me, it's probably going to be DiCaprio. Oh, I mean, he's just fantastic. So what's the movie about? Should I check it out? DiCaprio plays an, an agent who's in the Middle East doing agent type things. And Russell Crowe is his contact back in, um, I think, Langley, maybe the Pentagon. I can't exactly remember. I haven't watched it in a while. <laughs> <laughs> So it could be a total turd. Some people think it's a total turd. I I really enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, cool. Well, my final one, I wonder if this is the one that maybe nearly made your list. Zach and Miri make a porno. Came close. Yeah, such a it's just, I mean, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan, as people know. I think it's one of his best movies. I think it's right up there. Yeah, with especially my especially as far films. as his comedies go. I, I'm a huge fan of Red State as well. But I think as far as his comedies go, it's right up there as one of his best. It is so good. Elizabeth Banks and Seth Rogen are perfect in those roles. The script is so funny and it's so well done. It's just great. Yeah. This movie, like, it genuinely makes me laugh. Yeah. Which not many films do. (laughs) It was such a huge flop, which makes me so sad that it's just so good. (laughs) Wasn't set in Jersey. No, maybe that was the problem. People were like, what's this rubbish? <laughs> no, Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Although you do get one of Jason Mew's best performances. <laughs> he is good in it. The Dutch rudder scene. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Lester the Molester. I get to choose a porn name. I'll be Pete Jones. <laughs> All right, your final one. My final one is, I feel like this film's kind of, in the last 10 years, has been a bit set upon. I feel like it's kind of gone down in people's estimation, but I still totally love it. So in 2018, I had a Martin McDonough film in Three Billboards. Yeah. In 2008, we had his debut feature in in Bruges, Bruges, which I think some people now think is kind of a poor man's Tarantino film. I fucking love In Bruges. Yeah, I I remember how much you loved this movie. Yeah. I actually still have not got to it. I know. And I really, really, really have been meaning to because <laughs> yep. I'm sure I would like it. Yeah. I, I don't even like, I mean, I know I can see where people are coming from with the Tarantino comparisons, but like this movie cares a lot more about its characters than a Tarantino film. Now, Martin McDonough was a was a stage writer initially. That's yeah? my understanding. Was this his first feature? Yes. He'd made, uh, to my knowledge, he'd made one short film before this, uh, which I think maybe he won an Oscar for. Yeah, right. Um, and this was his feature debut. And fuck, I love it. I talking, yeah, don't laugh that much in movies. I lose my shit in, in Bruges, which for a lot of it is not a comedy. But yeah. when it is funny, it is fucking hilarious. I mean, that that's Martin McDonough, though. I fi- Three Billboards, I would call a dark comedy. I think it's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. I, re- I really do need to watch that at some point. Maybe we should do that as a throwback. Maybe well. we should. And that'll just force me to watch it. But the, I think this happened last year. There were like four things that could have been like, oh, that could be a throwback. It didn't happen. <laughs> It'll happen at some point. <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun. I'm glad I know what your favourites of the year were. I really need to get to Roma. You should. What's going to be your favourite movie of next year? How would I know, mate? Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> What's yours? Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> What are we talking about on Thursday? On Thursday, we have our discussion about a film that everyone now knows we really liked in The Favourite. Yes. Yes. So even though you know we liked it, still listen along and we'll recommend you go see it. Or we'll tell you that now because it's really worth seeing. Or if you live somewhere where it came out two months ago, (laughs) you you should have seen it. Yeah. 
In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchthething.com or wewatchthething at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchthething. If you want to tell us what your top five of the year were or your top five of 2008, because that's always a fun discussion, feel free to get in touch. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchthething. And be sure to join us Thursday. Go watch a movie. Gatches. Two people whose name I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll edit all that out. (laughs) And in the meantime, go watch a bunch of movies. Do you know exactly when it was that you stole Go Watch a Movie off me? (laughs) I I didn't know you'd noticed that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you say it. No, I'm fine. No, no, no. All right. Okay, hang on. No, no, let's let it come on. And uh, in the meantime, what should people do, Tove? Fuck the Patriots. (laughs) (laughs) Let's try that again. Okay. Uh, See you all next week. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to do it this time. Okay. If you want to help support the show, (laughs) I've got a stitch. (laughs) I'm out. Oh, come on, mate. (laughs) I'll play through it.